It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? Oh! High fly ball, right field. Grossman back, track, wall, see ya! Into the second deck, a grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees are pouring it on! For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Attention all basketball fans, CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. And before we bring on the rest of the crew here, we had a big weekend in the NFL world with the NFL draft happening last weekend. So let's say hi to a couple of the new Giants. He's setting up a third down and nine. Over the middle, wide open, first down, and then some. Tony still on the move. The turbo kicking in. Tony TNT, touchdown Gators. And then the difference. They're trying to on third down, and he's going down. The ball is out, and Georgia's got it at the 15-yard line. Ojolari, I think, is the guy that's covered it. Batted away and picked off. Robinson. Back to pass pressure comes. Down he goes. Ellerson Smith. First time the field, the ball just overthrown. This is Brightwell, and Brightwell makes another cut. Touchdown, Arizona. What? Purdy, sideline on a hand fighting and intercepted. Rodarius Williams picks it off in front of Eaton. Hello, bringing on Joe, Sean, and Zay, and let's also welcome all those new rookies to New York. Now, it was exciting to start things off. The Giants trade back with Chicago. Joe, you've been talking a lot ever since we started talking about the draft, how the Giants could benefit from trading back. Were you, were you surprised when this happened? Because a lot of people didn't think that Gettleman would ever trade back. I I wasn't surprised until they made their pick at 20 
that's when the surprise set in. Uh, you know, he's, I mean, I, I think when you have a press conference to try to clarify whether you will or you won't trade back, um, I think this is a guy who's got to show he's relevant, that he's hip to the times, and that he's doing the right thing. And, I mean, they made a point over and over again about, you know, 58 drafts and never never trading back or, I mean, just good for him. And it, and it was good. I, I mean, I thought for sure they were going to select Quiddy Pay there. But, again... My initial, I was like, Kadarius, Tony, what the, the, I mean, this was like with Saquon a few years back in 2018 when I was like, you know, I, when I heard the Giants were going to make him the pick and I was like, come on over one of those quarterbacks. And then I saw a video of Saquon and I was like, oh yeah, that guy, holy smokes, that guy. Um, I, I love what Kadarius Tony brings to the Giants. Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff they could do with him. He's still learning the wide receiver position. He was a quarterback in high school. Um, made the adjustment uh, while at Florida. You see him in the backfield. I mean, I, I've watch, been watching this guy's highlights, and I got to tell you, he looks really good. He looks like he could be a really – you know, I, I think one of the things the Giants haven't had the last couple of years is a playmaker, mostly because Saquon's been hurt, and they traded Odell. But when you see what these guys can do – and the way they can just make a touchdown happen. That's what you need. You need guys that can break off 30, 40 yard plays down the field. Sean, I mean, this guy's going to make Daniel Jones season three. Like it could be special. Absolutely. I mean, Kadarius, Tony, I was kind of shocked at the pick uh, when it happened. I definitely thought we were going with Quiddy pay, but uh, I'd, now, once I come around to it, I really like to pick because, like you said, he's very versatile. I mean, he could line up outside in the slot, in the backfield. You could, you know, do end arounds with him. Uh, he could just uh, give him straight carries out of the backfield. So he can do a lot of things. I think Daniel Jones is going to like him a lot. And I, I loved what Dave Gettleman did tr uh, trading back, not just in the first round, but in the second round as well, getting future assets. And then also on top of that, getting, or getting great talent. Um, I mean, in the second round, we got a guy in Aziz Ojolari who the Giants had him on the board at number 11. And to get him all the way at pick number 50, uh, to trade back from 42 to 50, get an extra third rounder and get maybe the best pass rusher in this draft. Uh, I mean, D Dave Gettleman deserves a lot of props for you know trading back. Finally, I was definitely surprised when it happened, but uh, I, I love the move that he made because we got some great talent. We Now we have two first round, two third round, and two fourth round picks next year. So, I mean, and you could do a lot with those picks. You could either, I mean, draft the players there. You could use it to trade back again uh, and, and, and acquire more players. You can uh, use it to go out and trade for somebody if you really feel like you need them at the trade deadline. So, I love what Dave Gittleman did this draft, uh, especially in the first couple rounds. And uh, I'm, I was very pleased with uh, Gettleman's draft. How about you, Zay? <laughs> I don't even know if there's anything left to cover you two. I think you covered most of everything. <laughs> uh, but, uh no, I think the most important part, uh, I'm, I'm first off, I wasn't shocked by the pick of Tony. I, to me, it felt more of the you pick called of, it weeks ago. I called it in the second round. I didn't see it happening in the first round. But um, I, I, it felt more of like when the Giants got um, Odell Beckham that year, we went into it thinking that we were going to take uh, Ezekiel Elliott ahead of time. We thought we were going to get that running back ahead of time before we went with Saquon. And the Cowboys ended up taking them a couple of picks ahead of us. And we ended up getting Odell Beckham, who, 
was not even on most people's draft boards, I believe, at the time. So that's what it felt more like to me. But I think most importantly is what you're picking up that extra first round pick next year gives the team flexibility that if you really don't think Daniel Jones is your guy, you can go make a move for a quarterback this year if you really want to. If you think that your team is in a win now situation as opposed to a rebuild situation, you could probably go and flip that first round pick next year and probably package it with the second round pick along with Daniel Jones and maybe get a quarterback, maybe an Aaron Rodgers who's disgruntled or or maybe a Russell Wilson who has issues up there in Seattle. You never know what the situation may be, but the Giants really set themselves up to have a really bright future by getting those draft picks. Hell yeah. I mean, uh, backtracking a little bit with Tony, I remember, Joe, you you brought up when we talked months ago how the Giants, they don't have that guy that can make – since Odell left, you don't have that guy that can turn a slant into like a 30-yard touchdown. And, I mean, you saw in the video package I just played, that's what Kadarius Tony can do, as well as take it out of the background field, end arounds, like Sean mentioned. Also, punt returning and kick returning, he's also great at that as well. So this is a Swiss Army knife of a guy. I, I know there is a lot of uh, – he does have some question marks as far as injuries go and how he, he does, like, run over people, which can uh, leave himself vulnerable – but with the wide receiver core that the Giants have now, with Tony, uh, Shepard, Slayton, Galladay, even Ross, the, the one thing there is they all do have a little bit of an injury history, somewhat. But to have that many talented guys to make sure that not not there isn't one guy that you can rely on to take every offensive snap to be on the field – all that much that's going to limit the injuries and i think this wide receiver core is really really solid i'm excited to see what tony can do now joe i got a question for you who is going to lead the giants in receiving this year uh, well for the money they spent it better be galladay <laughs> i mean if it isn't something's gone terribly wrong and if not him i would expect it to be evan engram and again if that's not the case I'm not sure things are going well. You know what I mean? That that would probably be a bad sign. So I, I'll tell you what. I Here's what I think Kadarius Tony's going to bring. About eight or nine touchdowns uh, in spectacular ways. And, and when you consider that sort of added to the mix of what they have with the returning Saquon Barkley and all the other weapons, uh, you know, that to me, Seriously, eight eight touchdowns, uh, you know, is is basically a, a half percent, like a fifty percent increase in touchdowns. So I I I mean, we talked about the Giants having to score closer to thirty points a game. I think having a guy like this that can just score touchdowns impressively at any given time, uh, and, and again, knowing you got Saquon back who can do that as well. I mean, I think it makes the Giants' offense could be scary if these guys on the offensive line can block. And I'll say the other thing, speaking to the depth, because, yes, I mean, there's depth at wide receiver. I think that's what made the pick a little shocking at first, especially when you're like, well, he's not uh, he's not Smith. He's not Waddle. What is this? You know, it it it, it was uh, – Pitt's got all the attention there, as did Trask, and I feel like Kadarius Tony was very underrated. I've been reading a lot about what a good dude he is, comes from a great family. He's uh, – He's a real uh, hardworking guy, and you got to love that. I thought their third-round pick, Aaron Robinson, I got a little bent on that one, too. I thought, really? 
But listen, depth. I mean, Shepard, Sterling Shepard's going to get hurt. Evan Ingram's going to get hurt. You're going to need depth at receiver. You're going to need playmakers. The same thing's going to happen in the secondary. There's going to be injuries. And I like Aaron Robinson, you know, a five-year college guy. You don't see that very often. Um, they say he plays like a safety. Um, so he'll be a, a good slot guy. He can also play outside. So I, I think, again, sometimes you draft kind of – remember, you remember back in the day, maybe you guys don't, but the the Jason Pierre-Paul and everybody else, uh, that, that long line of from Strahan on where it was uh, – defensive linemen and 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 they just kept loading up and it worked i mean so sometimes you know moving and 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 picking up more talent where you're already seemingly strong is to your benefit so i feel like this is the case here and i I mean i like this draft i'll tell you honestly like start to finish i really do think dave gettleman did an excellent job i don't know how much i've been reading a lot you know people are like Joe Judge, you could see his footprint all over this one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, and I don't know, I don't know that that's the case. I mean, you know, you want your coach to have input, right? He's the guy that's got to coach him. And I think when you find the right coach and you see like what kind of player does this guy want, those are the kind of guys I want to go out there and get for him. And I and I think they did a really good job of that. Well, Joe Judge definitely did have a little bit of. You can – it does have a little bit of a Joe Judge sense to it, all these picks, because they're so good in special teams as well, and and that's Joe Judge's specialty, which I, I think is really good. I mean, the, the kick return touchdown from the Bengals last year, that 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 just itself, you, you got to sure up the special teams, and I think that's a good sign for the Giants. Now, Sean – Joe talked a little bit about Aaron Robinson. We we talked a lot about uh, Ojolari and Tony. Who's one of the day three guys that's going to make an impact, whether it's not this year but down the line can turn into something good for the Giants? Hopefully it will be Ellerson Smith, uh, the fourth-round pick, because they've the Giants for the past couple of years have been taking chances on second-day, uh, second uh, third- and fourth-round picks with guys like uh, O'Shane Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter, and none of them to this point have really panned out. They've kind of struggled with finding a pass rusher in those middle rounds. So hopefully Ellerson Smith can be a guy that comes in. and uh, may, I mean, I'm sure this year he won't get as many snaps, but you never know because guys like Carter Coughlin – and uh, Cam Brown got some snaps at the end of last year. So maybe by the end of the year, uh, he could work on special teams early in the year, and then maybe by the end of the year, try and help out this pass rush. And, you know, with Patrick Graham, he likes to use a lot of guys, and uh, especially for different circumstances, uh, depending on who the opponent is, he likes to switch up the defenses. So I'm sure at some point we'll see him on the field, but he does come from a small school. So I think that he's going to take some time to develop, but hopefully in a couple years. uh, I I watched his highlight tape. I, I obviously didn't know much about him before the draft. But it, it seems like he, he could be a strong pass rusher. He's got good hands, and he's got a pretty good burst off the line. So, And we definitely need help at pass rush. Um, and I know we got that with Ojolari, but I, I think that if Ellison Smith can develop into some uh, a, a solid pass rusher for us, it, it will definitely help down the line. Yeah, I, I like Smith a lot. The only thing I, question I really have with him is he needs to get into the gym. The man's a, a twig compared to other NFL defensive ends and outside linebackers. So if he can get that, I think he can be solid. He's quoted as saying, I just love to pass rush. So, I mean, that's good 
Just there. So. That that was a good sales pitch if you were hoping to get drafted by the Giants. Yeah. You want that yeah. on your business card. I rush quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, sir. You need that? You do. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you that the most curious pick of this draft was uh, the second six-round pick, 201st overall, Rodarius Williams, the brother of Greedy Williams of the Browns, uh, who was a second-round pick in 2019. Uh, Radarius is 25, so he's uh, he's a little older, uh, doesn't have much, much special teams experience. Um, kind of an interesting pick out of Oklahoma State. The, he's the Giants' lowest graded draft pick, and again, I'm thinking he's there for depth, but that might have been a good time to maybe go offensive line of some sort, just somebody that you could have maybe. You know what I mean? I, I think at that point, just to bring somebody in, I, I thought that pick seemed a little odd, especially having already picked the corner. You already signed Jackson. You got Bradbury and Darnay. I mean, you got a lot of depth now at the defense. So, I mean, again, unless they're hoping that Rudarius Williams, who doesn't really do special teams, can blossom into one, that's an odd pick. Say so you shake your head. You didn't like that? You? No, I don't, I don't like the idea of the Giants going offensive line at all. I think that'd be foolish. You've, inve you've invested in the offensive line the last couple of years in the draft. You've invested very high in the offensive line. So I think at this point, you have to let that offensive line try to start to figure it out. And if you have to bring in guys who are undrafted and bring in free agents, then you go about it that way. But at some point, you have to give this line a chance to become the line that you drafted them to be. Or, or what do we draft them for? Those are just wasted picks. What those if you're wrong, though, and those guys aren't going to be what they you thought they were going to be? You can't be wrong until you try. You, you have to assume at some point that Thomas is going to turn around. Hernandez will finally step up. You, you got to hope that these guys will come to their own. This is why we have them. This is why we drafted them in the positions that we drafted. We gave Andrew Thomas was a very high draft pick to just pass up on him. Now would just be a waste of a draft pick. Again, it'd be almost like drafting a corner and cutting him because you thought he committed a robbery. It'd be completely. <laughs> yes, sir. Maybe oh, wait until innocent until proven guilty. So he was innocent that whole time. And then as it not. turned out, still innocent. Yeah. Uh maybe. that was stupid. Yeah, maybe stupid. I mean, they paid a huge paid a huge price to to move up to get DeAndre Baker for anybody who yeah. doesn't understand that yeah. failed reference. I just thought quarterback uh was an odd pick. Um I, I yeah. just thought that was an odd pick there. There's a lot of other things that I thought they could have addressed at that point. Um, you need the depth. Yeah, Dave, Dave Gettleman has said what Zay is saying, that he, he believes in the O-line and that he wants them to develop. I mean, and that's uh, – and a lot of – in his post-conference uh, or his post-conference pressers that he did or uh, or post-draft pressers, excuse me, that he did uh, after the draft, he kept saying that and because he got a lot of questions about it. Obviously, a lot of people were expecting an O-lineman in this draft, and he continued to say, I believe in the guys here. We want to let them develop. So – I mean, at the same time, I did want to see maybe a mid-round O-line selection. I, I do understand what he's saying because we do have a young O-line with guys like Thomas Parrott, Hernandez, Nick Gates. So we'll see how they develop. If, if it ends up being another disaster this year, then maybe he should have picked one. But uh, we won't find out till the season, really. No. I, don't even mean to, I don't even mean to press on the fact that you could have addressed offensive line. I just thought, again, you know, uh, Gary Brightwell, the other, uh, other six-round pick, 196 overall. Uh, he's a running back mm -hmm. played all facets of special teams. 
while he was at Arizona. Didn't get a whole lot of offensive touches while he was there. So uh, a guy with pretty fresh legs, again, who could play special teams. And if, God forbid, something happens to Saquon, that's a guy that could potentially see some carries this year. Um, I don't know if he's there for that. I will go. Oh, he's he's not there for that. But I'm saying, as the third string running back, well, yeah, I mean, he certainly would be in line for it. If, if but that's why you draft these guys. That's what they're there for. But he has a, a a purpose. He's a special teams guy. They were specifically looking at him to fill the role of special teams. Radarius Williams doesn't play special teams and and that seemed to be something that Joe Judge I thought was sort of focused on I just thought again there's still lots of depth at corner on the Giants roster to add another guy who again isn't like got a ton of upside at 25 years old this is an odd pick for me no I I get that and I I get where but you're coming from Zay and where you're coming from Joe as far as the old lineman goes because I, I do think you do have to let these guys figure it out, but then also bring in competition for these guys, make them earn their spot at that uh, at, as a starter. So uh, I get it. I probably would wanted them to go O-lineman with the Rodarius Williams pick, but, but I'm not necessarily all that mad. Uh, I think he'll still do okay. Uh, I do like the undrafted free agent, uh, Jake Bar- uh, Burton, the transfer he transferred from UCLA to Baylor last year didn't play a lot at Baylor, but I, I think he will be solid and he will bring that competition to the offensive line. But Why didn't he play a lot at Baylor? He got injured. Oh, that's good. Another guy with an injury history. You're excited about that? No, I, I think he can just come in and compete with these guys. That's all I want. Didn't he just say he was excited about that guy? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm excited. That's what you said. Have Maybe I missed her. And compete and help get the rest of the O line better. But yeah. say you brought it up. Aaron Rodgers wants to get traded, and the Giants are on his list. It's Oakland, Denver, and the Giants. Now I've been seeing a lot. Both those first round picks next year. Plus, like a Slayton for Aaron Rodgers. Joe, are you going to make that move if you're Gettleman? Listen, if there was ever a time to have two, like, number one picks, uh, you know, uh, would you say no to that? Of course not. I think anybody uh, who's on that list should at least make an offer. Um, it's funny. I, I saw the proposed one of the proposed offers uh, from the Giants, and it doesn't include Daniel Jones in the in the trade, um, which I just thought was funny. I mean, you're again, it, people are acting like Daniel Jones has no value. He was the number six pick in the draft. Um, no, but I don't think I mean? Green Bay would want a QB. No, I understand. Of course they, they would. Well, want love. Well, I've seen situations that's not where. True. I've because seen situations maybe, where they're trading him to Tennessee and they're taking uh, Ryan Tannehill back. Uh, right. And Tannehill would continue to tutor uh, Love until he's ready to go. I've seen that. And I've also seen, you know, uh, uh, Tannehill actually has a better QBR rating the last two years uh, than Rodgers does. So it might be actually a nice upgrade for Green Bay to have a quarterback <laughs> that's not a whiny bitch. Uh, I'll be honest with yeah. you. 
I don't know no. that I I'm I'm necessarily I wouldn't be if they if they announced the Giants got him tomorrow I'd be thrilled but he's not a guy where I'm like yes I want more State Farm commercials in my life I kind of don't I'm all set with Jake you know um, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback no doubt about it but I don't I I felt the same way about Deshaun Watson so I'll extend the courtesy here if you're so miserable where you are. How how are you going to be happy here? Because I'll be honest, things ain't going great. You know, we're certainly on. Uh, we're certainly pointing in the right direction or trending in the right direction. But this isn't exactly a place to go if you're looking to be like completely satisfied. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's a little crazy here. I wouldn't go that far. I think we got way more weapons than Green Bay has right now. Oh, yeah, and I think at, at this point, even if. If Evan Ingram can't catch the ball, I think Aaron Rodgers could throw it right between his helmet at something at this point. But to to make that assumption that he he wouldn't be better here is crazy. He has he'd have Saquon Barkley for one. He doesn't have that run game back in uh, Green Bay. He didn't get, put all the weapons out. I mean, the, Aaron Jones. Oh wait, nice. I I don't know where you heard me say that it wouldn't be better with. I didn't say that at all. I mean, you're saying they have grasses greenness syndrome, basically where they're at. That's what you're. That's what you're trying to put out there. And I'm just saying it could be a better situation for him here. I'm not advocating for Aaron Rodgers in no way. I, I mean, not saying I wouldn't want him. I'm not saying I do want him. Obviously, if you can get a Hall of Fame quality quarterback, any of us would jump over that that option. But to say that the grass is greener on their side and not here is completely different. I think we have more weapons. I think our defense is better. I think our special teams is better. I think our coaching is better. So I don't, I'm, I guess I, the records yeah. from last season's what's throwing me off. Well, you got to talk about, again, you're talking about a guy who carried the team single-handedly. You know, I've watched Aaron Rodgers take that team down from two touchdowns single-handedly mm-hmm. and come back and win that game with Devonte Adams. Just him and just him and Adams playing catch. So you got to understand it. That's a different yep. type of man. Well, we don't. don't we don't have Devonte Adams is on the team too. Yeah, we don't have a receiver on Devonte Adams. Level. We don't. As good do, as Kenny Galladay is. That's yeah, but when you have a quality and you have a Shepherd and you and you have a, a Tony now and you have all these weapons, you hope they can make up for at least one guy. I would hope they could at all these weapons. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. We're definitely we definitely have more depth, and overall, I think we have a better receiving core. But Devonte Adams is probably the best receiver in the league. So I I don't know. What did Hopkins die? <laughs> no, well, he's doing nothing. Last year, that's a whole different conversation. But I think if the Giant, I, I think this trade is a lot more realistic than people think. Because with those two draft picks, Green Bay is obviously looking to uh, rebuild. So take those two draft picks. Take a young receiver like a Slayton, maybe another later round draft pick. Get prepared to build the round Jordan Love. And then you get rid of this toxic relationship with Rodgers. He comes to a place. If Aaron Rodgers comes to New York with the defense and the off and the weapons that the Giants have, they're the they got. Am I crazy for saying they're a Super Bowl favorite? I was like, yeah, you're crazy for that. Super Bowl contender, yeah, contender, favorite. You're crazy for saying favorite. I wouldn't. Oh, I don't. Aaron Rodgers. Not without the defense. I think that defense is pretty good, but still needs a pass rush. I still think. I think they have a pass rusher. Yeah, they they're gonna have rookie of the year Aziz Ojolari if he can stay healthy with thirteen sacks. You realize he dropped he dropped that far because of a knee injury in high school that that teams are worried that might relapse or come back up in high school. 
But every year at Georgia, he just kept getting better yeah. and adding more stats. Look, so I don't understand I, how a high school like injury. Joe like Joe said they were they were upset about Fields having a seizure when he was like third grade or something like that. So these things sit in the back of these GMs' minds and these coaches' minds when they pick these players, and we have to think about it too. Apparently, because it, it impacts these players' careers and where they where they fall. Well, what do I say? I say this all the time, so I don't mean to cut you off, but uh-huh. one man's trash, another man's treasure, right? I mean, I see this guy's medical chart, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm happy with that. And other teams are looking at it, like, I'm not investing money in that. I mean, you're looking at the same x-ray. You're looking at the same medical charts, and you're just drawing a different conclusion. Uh, the fact that he dropped that far, that's amazing. Great value. I, I, that, yeah. that is amazing value that the Giants got for a guy who – very well could have been their 11th pick if it, it wasn't for Chicago uh, stepping up and uh, I think maybe making the best move of the entire draft, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers on this team, of course. I, I, I mean, Vegas would, would, would tell you. I'm sure somewhere you could find the odds if Rodgers is on the Giants, what the odds of them winning the Super Bowl are. I would imagine that they go up exponentially immediately. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Immediately to I say think, they're not a yeah. they're a stat, that's a legit Super Bowl contender. Is it going to happen? Five percent chance. Yeah, I don't think they'd be the favorites though. Well, I think definitely like top five around contender there. Contender favorite is two different things. That's yeah. two different situations. I think the Chiefs and the Bucks are still ahead of them if they uh, get. Rodgers. I mean, I would say in the NFC, other than the Bucks, who would be better than the Giants with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback? I, the only, the Rams is like the only other team, but I'd I, I'd probably put the Giants ahead of them if they got Rodgers. I, I would I'd too. still put the Bucks there though. Uh, sure, Tom Brady's the champ; he deserves it. But they're number two, and we we were I mean we already saw yeah. what this defense did to Tom Brady last year. One of the few defenses that actually stopped them and bullied them all game. So again, I think if you're the Giant, you you you're definitely a top two three team. Yeah, we're contender. I yeah, that is yeah, there's a difference between favorite. And <laughs> well, you're not going to be a I, I favorite as long as as Pat Mahomes is breathing and as long as yeah. Tom Brady is still in the league. So to be a contender, you could say, you know, last year the Browns were a contender. I mean, they were still kind of a joke. And now look at them. Now I think they are a legit contender. And that is a team that went to Kansas City and did give the Chiefs all they could give them. I would so, say they're a favorite. I would, I would say they're a favorite again. Wow. So the Giants went in and 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 should have beaten the Bucks. Now, Sean, that the defense is... played well enough. No, that's so again a favorite. Aaron Rodgers is I would that not a favorite. A Super Bowl favorite is one to the the Super Bowl favorite. A, a contender is like the four or five teams at the top. So I would say the Browns are still a contender. You think the Browns say, are the number one team in the NFL right now? I would say they have just as I think they have just. I'll let you know in Week Eight where they're at. But I'd, I mean, they've they're... made they've made serious improvements. Whether it's more than yeah. what, whether it's more than what KC did, we'll find out. But you're you're telling me that it's not possible next season by week, uh, not week eight. Let's say eight games in, that Cleveland's seven and one and the Chiefs are six and two. Yeah, but that's I would still trust the Chiefs more in the playoffs. They got Patty probably Mahomes. you you probably would. That's fine. I'm just saying. There's a chance that the Browns could be reaching that next level. I think the Bills are another team that's on on their way to getting to that yeah. level, and I think we'll be look here. Look, everybody, everybody we're just, we're, knows they're all good teams. Like everybody knows that you got to live up to in the AFC the Chiefs, and and right now in the NFC it's the Bucks. Um, 
that that's the teams that you're going to have to beat, and and that's going to be the case for the next couple of years. The way both those teams have locked up so many guys. I mean, as long as Tom Brady plays, he's the king of the NFC, no doubt about it. Which is such a weirdo thing to say, uh, one year into him being in the NFC. But there you go. Having Aaron Rodgers on the Giants, though, I can't even picture it. Because I, when I play Madden, I never do crap like that. I would never. I would never be like, Aaron Rodgers, yes, sir. Um, and I got their first round pick back, too. I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Um, I I don't think, listen, we were just celebrating the fact that Dave Gettleman traded back for the first time in his yeah. life. For him to put together a monster trade for Aaron Rodgers, I would say there's a 2% chance of this happening. Yeah, that's not that, that doesn't seem like a Gettleman move. Not at all. But, and I, listen, I think you know, he's so tied to Daniel Jones mm-hmm. that he's got to see this through with Jones. It, I mean, I'll be honest, it would be easy for him to go get Aaron Rodgers. He's got the, the draft collateral to make the move now. So kudos to him. Maybe he had that. Maybe that's his long game here. Who knows? But. But. He's got a lot invested in this kid. He was the one. He's the reason that Josh Allen's not on this team. The pass rushing one. I mean, yeah. we could have had we could have had Dwayne Haskins as our quarterback the last two years and probably finished with the same record. No. Eh. Nah, a little bit worse. Ma- Sean. Hold on. Hold on. I don't listen. I I I I don't play the hypothetical game, and I'm I don't I'm not trying to. I mean Things haven't gone great. Uh, how much worse could they have gone with Haskins? Maybe he doesn't do some of the stupid things he does. If he's, I'm just saying, Sean, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to speculate. Now, it's not even a, a realistic comparison because the guy's basically out of the league. Oh, he's not. He just resigned. He's, he's with the Steelers. With, and they just yeah, drafted the quarterback he's and Roethlisberger's right coming back. Bro, he's he, done. Roethlisberger's not going more than two years at most. He will be there on that roster for a while. As yeah. yeah, as a backup, maybe. I think as a backup. Is they no, starting or is they starting or still play over. quarterback in this league? He could still be a starter one day. I think the situation he ended up with is terrible, <laughs> just like Sam with the Jets. Sam is going to go to Carolina and become a completely different quarterback than he was in New York. I just think it's about your situation that you come into. We say this all the time about these first round draft quarterbacks. You say when they they're they're good, but they come to a bad situation because that team has a first round pick. They're a very bad team. So they don't make much of an impact. I think it's the same situation with Dwayne Haskins. When you come into a bad situation, it's very hard for you to make a big impact on a team that's a, a cluster. What was the bad situation there? I mean, what? That whole team was a cluster. You're talking uh, about uh, they, they couldn't find a coach of, in the beginning. Then they found they, their coach. They, they, they don't have all kinds of scandals. Then they had name issues. They weren't even sure if FedEx was going to keep the stadium. That team was a this- cluster. He he messed it up for himself this year. They had one of the best defenses in the league, and yeah. at least he has a target to throw to yes, Terry yes. McLaurin, who was his I, teammate I, I at, at Ohio State and one of the more underrated receivers in the league. He could have yeah. got with look, the look, look Logan Thomas and, and the breakout here he had. I mean, this guy had weapons. He had a defense. He had a great coach. Yes. He could have got with the program this year. I agree. But when you come into a situation where uh, – who was the coach? At, wasn't it Gruden's uh, brother at the time who yeah. was the coach? Jay Gruden, yeah. Talk about a, a situation where – it, when he came into it, that whole regime, the front office, everybody was gone within a year. So you were put into a cluster of a situation because they didn't know what they were doing. Then they're gone in a year, and then they bring in a coach. 
you probably really don't even know, have no care for, didn't desire, didn't pick. It's a hard situation for you to be all in on that. So I think Haskins now has a chance to go to Pittsburgh, get a fresh start, and become the quarterback that people thought he was going to be in this league. I think it's possible, just like with Sam Darnold. Cluster situation, the Jets. He'll now come to Carolina, who's got a better situation, better coach, a better organization, and he'll figure it out. I just think that's just how it works sometimes. I think yeah. at, at best at this point, he can hope to be Ted, Teddy Bridgewater or maybe he gets to back up some good quarterbacks. Maybe he starts like crappy teams here and there, but that's Dwayne Haskins blew it and couldn't have handled it any worse. I, I do. And, think, I, and you know, I, you all know, I really liked him yeah. a lot. I mean, a lot. So I, I have to tell you, dude, you know, his downfall to me was shocking. I thought for sure with Rivera there that he was going to get it together and, break out and he certainly had every opportunity to do that this year and and just again a guy who couldn't get out of his own way and i worry about guys like that i do think though that a big issue for him not having success in washington was him being so close to home he grew up just down the street from the the stadium and that stuff so hanging around with the same crowd that he was in high school and being in too comfortable, you know? So I, I think that had another big issue with it. Uh, I, obviously, his play wasn't that great either. I, I do think he might – he has potential to have a redemption arc here. In Pittsburgh, do I see it happening? Probably not. But I, I like that comparison you said, Joe. Teddy Bridgewater, I think he is going to be like a Teddy Bridgewater. This perennial uh, scout team QB backup. I I wish I could say something different, but yeah, I don't that's think what I see. not judge careers just off the beginning. If you judge careers off the beginning, no. you would have thought Vince Young was going to be a Hall of Famer. So no. you, you can't judge careers just off the beginning. Oh no, I You're knew right. he wasn't going to be. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I can't. He came out on fire, <laughs> no doubt in my mind. Well, From the second I saw him, I was like, "This guy's a loser." Just tell. <laughs> Well, let's judge people's careers off of nothing, really. <laughs> Who won the NFL draft? Who? What What team's going to have the most success? Joe, I think you alluded to it earlier. The Bears, they're not going to have success this year. So don't, don't mistake that. Uh, but I think long-term, that's the right guy for the job. I think he's not going to obviously start. He's going to spend um, at least most of this year learning. Uh, I think it'll be a tough year in Chicago, so that means that draft pick's gonna be sweet, which I kind of dig. Um, <laughs> look, you you know the bear the Bears haven't had a good quarterback. Uh, I'll I'll dis I I was alive for this. I'll dispel the note. Jim McMahon sucked as a Jay quarterback. Jay Cutler's been their best quarterback. Jay Cutler, maybe Rex Grossman. It's it, the list is not long and it's not good. Sid Luckman is the best quarterback in the history of the Bears. He played in the fifties. Okay, it was time to get a real franchise quarterback, and it's 2021, and they got exactly the right guy for the NFL in 2021. And I think once that guy cracks the starting lineup, if they got the rest of the pieces in place somewhat, I think that this this will have been the move of this this year's draft. I think short term, the team that's going to be most successful, uh, probably the Bengals. I think I think that Chase to Burrow thing's gonna be bananas in Cincinnati, and uh, I I think that's gonna have of this draft. I think that's gonna be the biggest impact guy right there. Okay, Sean, 
Who won the draft? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns, at least from at least from the picks that they had. Obviously, it's it's tough to judge these things because sometimes you know some of these teams get an A plus draft grade and then they end up being all bust. So it's it's hard to project. But I, I think the Browns did do the best out, out of what I saw. They got uh, an absolute steal at linebacker, uh, the 52 pick with Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Uh, he had some health concerns, but. Yeah, your boy from Notre Dame's a, but yeah, he he's a beast, and uh, with without those health concerns, he could have been maybe even a first rounder. So, for the Browns to get him at at a position they really need, uh, it was was huge for them. They also got Greg Newsom in the first round, who they could pair with Denzel Ward. I, I think that they have two really good corners. They also have Greedy Williams, who has had some health concerns, but they they bolster the depth at that position. And then um, in the third round, they got Anthony Schwartz, who's a speedster from Auburn. Uh, he's one of the fastest players in this draft. And obviously he didn't have great production at Auburn, but he's a player that definitely has the upside to be a, a deep threat for Baker Mayfield. So I think the Browns got better on defense. They got uh, another receiver for Baker Mayfield. And this is a team that has already been on the rise, obviously, as we talked about earlier. They're a team that could definitely be a contender in the AFC, and they only got better uh, in the draft. Oh, we yeah. Got, they also uh, got uh, Zay's first-round pick from our mock draft on – Drafted free agent Mark Williams. <laughs> Zay, who won the draft, Zay? We're not going to leave that alone, huh? <laughs> you know, actually, I had the Browns winning the draft, but Sean beat me to it. Um, But the Buccaneers also, you know, you talk about a team that's bringing back everybody, so you didn't have to add much. You add a line, you add, excuse me, a linebacker, um, Joe Chiron. Then you add Kyle Trask later, who can learn from Tom Brady and eventually possibly become your next franchise quarterback there from learning from one of the greats. I think that such a team up for the future and for a team that basically has everything and probably another receiver coming out of retirement to come join them. I, I think they probably made out the best. So uh, maybe I'm speculating. I'm just throwing it out there, but you never know that he might be down there. So trash might know. be for a bright future. I'm, look, Edelman might be there. Don't, don't keep it. You know how we go. You know how it goes. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We thought Gronk was retired, and yeah, he's back again. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. For me, I'm staying in New York, but I'm going the New York Jets. I, obviously, being from Utah, I love BYU. I love Zach Wilson. I, I think they would have been better off picking Justin Fields, but Zach Wilson, along with Vera Tucker and Becton, who they got last year, that's shoring up that left side, that blind side of your offensive line. Then a going out in, in free agency, you get Corey Davis. Hasn't really shown a lot, but he is that big guy. He's that big receiver. And then you go second round, get Elijah Moore, that slot guy, that downfield yeah. threat who's great. And then even later, you get your running back in Michael Carter, who I, I, I think is a solid pickup four on the draft board as far as running backs go, and he, he fell with third round. So I, I think the Jets, not only are they set up for success down the line, I think with the additions on the offensive line to protect someone like Zach Wilson as he's learning. Joe, we talked about how he, he struggles under pressure. To have that shirt up, especially your blind side, if they're going to be – if both those – both Beckton and Barry Tucker are going to be on that left side – to have him be able to make the moves and be able to read his progressions and do everything pretty freely without having to worry about that stuff. I think they, I think Zach Wilson could come in and have an immediate impact on this league. 
So, yeah. He, he's got every chance to do that. I'll, I'll tell you that. And obviously he's going to get the reins from day one. Um, you know, I, I thought he could have used another year. I know you felt that way. You suddenly yeah. feel like he's ready to take on the world. Uh, that's hopefully he's up to the task or it's going to be the jets being the jets. So yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes, sir. Looking at everything though, that's played out. I, I think he does have a lot of success. He, he has the ability to succeed right off the bat. And I think more so than any of the QBs coming in. Well, I think actually the guy in his division, Mac Jones, is probably going to have more success than him earlier than he will, especially if Mac Jones starts off the jump. It almost feels like Palpatine starting up a new Darth, excuse me, Darth Vader. That's literally what it feels like when you talk about. I honestly see this connection starting again, another pinky in the brain type of connection where he has now found him a, a smart quarterback who can get the ball down the field the way he likes. And he's never, it seems like he's never really been into these super athletic quarterbacks like a Cam Newton or something like that. He prefers more of these pocket quarterbacks who, who can read defenses and get the ball, you know, out quickly into the receivers that they wanted to. So Mac Jones, to me, is probably that guy that's going to have a big, quick effect faster than Zach Wilson will. But, you know, Zach Wilson's your guy from Utah. So, about you, baby. All right. The molesting state or something like that. What? <laughs> it's the beehive <laughs> state. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for John about the G-Men. Thank you, Joe, Sean, and Zay for joining me. And thank you guys all for watching and listening. Make sure you uh, like John about the G-Men on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and follow Clovercrest Media on Twitch. And also check out clovercrestmedia.com for more great podcasts as well as all the every episode of John about the G-Men as well. Uh Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week for more John about the G-Men. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defense's lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch.